0: older I got I think my anger it started channeling into like being able to read people so it's like all right I was picked on for like what I guess people would say like my faults right so I just learned to read everybody's fault and how that manifested itself is like you ever turn against me I'll use everything that I've learned about you against you and I'll do it in the most harmful way so that you know never to cross me again like in Like, I don't know, like, it it sounds terrible saying it out loud, but that's just how I was, you know, like, so, but that's also that same thing that made me, um, I guess, vindictive was also made me like so loyal of a friend, because if I let you in and I trusted you, then you, you know, I had your back, ride or die.
1: Welcome to the Taking Off The Mask Podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm glad that you've joined us. Today's guest is Jordan Hodges. Jordan is an alumni of the Ever Forward Club. Um, He lives in Southern California now. Um, He's a father, uh, he's a college graduate. And he's gonna tell you a little bit about his story and some of his uh, uh, big accomplishments in his life. But one of the things I'm really thankful um, for Jordan is that in his journey of being a part of Ever Forward and graduating, he set an example for his friends. He set an example for his friends about what it meant to do your best. And I'm really thankful that he was not only a part of Ever Forward, but that I continue to stay in touch with him to learn more about this young man and his journey to life. Uh, I hope that as we move into 2021, one of the topics that he talked about was anger and how other emotions show up as anger. And I think that maybe this week, you or this past week, you've seen anger showing up in so many different ways, and maybe some ugly ways. As much as we know that so many of the men that we saw involved in events of last week, we hope that, More men get a space to let go of what they're dealing with and what they're going through in healthy ways so they don't end up in these ways showing up. But also we have a big world out here. We have lots of different ways of showing up in the world. Some ways are acceptable by most and some are not. One of the things I'm really excited about in these conversations is that men get a space to talk about what they're going through. Talk about how they show up in the world and to also explore the fact that there's so many parts of ourselves that we don't show up as. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. We look forward to you being a part of not only the Million Mask Movement, but in the uh, taking off the mask experience. So if you have a young man, a man in your life, who you think would wanna be a part of this, please reach out to us. And we look forward to you staying in touch with this work that we're doing with men all over the world. Thank you. Have a great beginning of the 2021 year. Forward. so I am so glad to be sitting here with I, I say with because we're even though we're on these screens I, I get to see his face uh, with Jordan Hodges and uh, Jordan thank you for being here
0: thank you for having me Brent.
1: man so why don't as we just get started why don't you just introduce yourself to our audience and just let folks know who you are and um, you know I, I like our audience our guests to like introduce themselves to the to the space
0: all right for sure uh, so i'm jordan hodges um, i was born in oakland california uh, met branch at uh, san lorenzo high school san lorenzo california um, in at san lorenzo i was the first black valedictorian that's one of my crowning achievements to this day um outside of uh, graduating from uc irvine uh, which was my alma mater for college Currently, I work in the cannabis industry. Um, I did not expect to be here, but I am. Uh, I am in the HR field, though. Uh, So um, I am the sole HR representative at this time. Uh, The company we are expanding and growing, we actually will have a depot up in San Francisco. So keep an eye out. Uh, Company name is Amuse. uh, So, you know, we'll be around. Um, It's been a crazy. It's been a crazy 10 years or so uh, since high school. Um, a, lot, a lot has happened. Um, I do have a daughter. Uh, she is a beautiful eight-year-old, uh, very out there. Uh, that's the best way to classify her, uh, but I love her to death. Um, yeah, what else you want to know?
1: <laughs> oh, man that's beautiful i appreciate the I, I i just learned four things i didn't know i didn't know the little, the little one was eight already that went fast i didn't know <laughs> the industry you're working in so we are really catching up even though we kind of check in once in a while on text you know right and um i'll let you all know that you know when jordan and i first met you know uh ever forward was a running club when he showed up at san so High, we had a connection i had in one or two occasions, I met his older brother. I didn't know that they were brothers, but I, I met Jordan. He was just something was really captivating me about him. He was in my math class, um, and I remember like just uh, how the ease at which he kind of like just got stuff done. Um, and I remember sometimes trying to push him to help other people. And I remember we having this like his little resistance of in, in the beginning. And I'm like, dude, you're so like I need your help in here. Like you know you you got this. You know this stuff. Like. And I remember just the, what I remember when I don't remember what he said, but I remember what I felt. And it was like, that's how I was in high school. This idea that I had a lot of information, but there was a, there was a, there was an image that had to happen on the outside and I could do it for myself. But then when I have to like try and, and I don't know that that what answer he gave me, but I remember saying, I'm not going to pressure him to do that. I'm not going to pressure him to share it with all of his talents with everyone else. But uh, he began to start a little bit doing it on his own. Like I asked, There was a little bit of tension there. Like, no, I can do it for myself, but I don't know if I can explain to other people. I'm like, of course you can explain because you just did it so amazingly, right? And I remember one of the first pictures I took of students working together. It was Jordan, it was Erica, Khadija. I want to say it was Khadija. But I remember that picture like it was yesterday. They were like leaning in, they were working together. And I remember blowing that picture up and putting it on the wall. And I think when he saw that picture, he's like, and I remember, I remember, like <laughs> I remember, like taking it down the next day. I was like, "Oh, it, it didn't, it didn't get the response I was hoping for." But it was an amazing photo, by the way. I gotta go back and try and find it. But thank you for being here, brother. I'm so glad to see you. And
0: I'm uh, glad, I'm glad to be here. Thank
1: you for having me. It's an honor. Yeah. And one of the things I also learned with with Jordan, and, I'm, and we're going to jump into these masks in a second. So uh, one of the things I remember was that when we first started the Ever Forward Club. You know, our, our population of young men was a, a higher population of Latino young men than African-American young men. And I didn't know why. I didn't know what, what, what I was doing wrong or what was what, what I was doing in that way. Right. But not connecting to the young African-American young men. And I remember uh, when I tried to, when I started inviting them to the club, like we had to like try some new things. So we tried we, we started the get rich crew. And so Jordan was a part of the get rich crew. With about four other african-american young men and mm-hmm. we were playing rich dad poor dad together we were like they would come in we have a separate meeting we're playing this game we're learning about money and investing in um finances and the quadrants the employee Yeah, uh, employee i don't even remember anymore but all the four quadrants and really like man you got to do the math right you got to figure out your money like you know what i'm saying you buy an investment here's how much it adds to your assets here's how much your your expenses are and that became how those young men connected in a very different way, because we were trying to teach them about financial literacy, about, about what your goals are. And by looking at the world in a bigger way than just getting a job and getting a paycheck and figuring out how do I become a person who is not at the mercy of a check or at the mercy of, of an owner. And those are the things that I think were really deepening our connection because those, those meetings were intense because we all wanted to win. I mean, the win was to get out of the rat race. It wasn't competing against you necessarily. It was my goal is to get out of the rat race. And the rat race means that my, my, the money I make from my assets are more than I was making from my income. So therefore I don't need to work anymore. And now I'm, I get to live in the lap of luxury. Right. And so, uh, uh, that, that was a flashback. That was I don't remember you remember those days, but
0: yeah, I do, <laughs> Yeah,
1: man, um, we can go on. There's many stories that you know Jordani and I have connected. I sent him a few pictures recently from a college tour that he went on with us. And uh I guess you know, this work, you know, he's an adult, you know. You're you're an adult. I met you when you were 15, maybe. Uh, I mean uh, that, yeah. 14, 14. Mm-hmm. Um, and now here we are, like you know, ever forward started 2004 at San Lorenzo High, and now we get to connect again in this way, you know. Um, so thank you. Thank you for being here. Oh, most definitely. Thanks for having me yeah. again. So this movement, um, I'm not sure how much I have told you already about the movement, but this is called the Million Mask Movement. And this podcast really started out from our young people, really trying to, me trying to figure out how to tell the story in a bigger way, but also give them engagement. And so uh, we're, you and I are gonna make a mask together. And we haven't, we haven't, we've had several deep talks over the years, uh, but maybe this one is a new one. You know, We get to have a connection that is about these masks that we, that we wear. And uh, we get to share our masks and then decide how much more we want to go. How deep we want to go. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. So for those of you out there that have not made a mask or are looking to make a mask, you can go to www.100kmasks.com. And there is a tool, a digital tool where you can make your mask anonymously and Jordan and I are going to actually make our masks here with you today. So, um, so John on the first, um, what, do you have a piece of paper, or do you have a note? Well, you have a note, piece of paper. Just fold it in uh, half.
0: Yeah, yeah, I got. It. Low okay, low okay, low great. Paper.
1: So just uh, turn fold it in half, or we'll draw a line down the middle, so you can have the left side and the right side. And um, we'll do the mask first, and then we'll we'll share them with each other. You know. All right. All right. So the first step on the left side, uh, we're just gonna call the left side the front, and we'll call the right side the back. So, um, you think about the card is like separated into two parts like that the front of mask and the back of mask and so on the left side i want you just to draw a mask like whatever you you know we today nowadays we think about masks you know i got two of them in my pocket we think about these personal protection masks you know um Mm -hmm. but i'm not talking we're not talking about those kind of masks necessarily we're talking about like the masks of like emotional disconnection so whenever when you think of masks you know pre-march 2020 (laughs) when you thought of a mask you probably didn't think of mask with a HEPA filter or whatever, we thought about maybe some other kind of mask, but whatever you think of when you think of a mask, I want you to draw a mask, okay? All right, it's going to be a All terrible right. drawing, just head hey, in. you know, whatever you, whatever you draw is perfect, this is, how's it coming?
0: I got I mean, <laughs> <laughs>
1: whatever you whatever it is is perfect. Don't worry. It's This you know. As much as this is a uh, a creative experience, it's it's all about the mask. is just a uh, just gives us a, like a little tangible representation. Yeah. So don't worry about the art. The art is. Uh, Cor- Corbray was our was our resident artist. You know, like right. I, I I'm not an artist either, but I'll just put something down on paper. You know. Right. All right. You, are you finished with the mask? Yeah. All I'm
0: right, got some gear. There you go. That's perfect.
1: It's perfect. Well, when you go, when you see the ones on our web, that we've collected around the world, you will see some, some people just draw eyes. You know, some, they're just like, okay, I'm going to draw some eyes. That's all they, whatever it is, is perfect. Um, the first step, the, or the second step, so this activity is one picture plus six words. And if you want more than six words, you can draw more than six words. But this, on the right side, where the front of mask is, I want you to write three words that are qualities of yourself that you gladly let the world see. What are three qualities or characteristics of yourself that, you know, when you step out the house, you go to the world, what's the world? These are qualities, three of them, that you gladly let people see, right? Those somewhere on the left side, on the front. All right, now we move to the back. The back is quite different than the front. The back are the things that we normally don't let people see. Parts of our things that we normally keep to ourselves, where we don't let people see but pick three that you feel comfortable sharing three qualities or characteristics that you normally don't let people see and um and write those in the back where it's on the left on the right side where it says back of mask okay got it okay. Mm. That third one, mm. well if you only got two then leave it at two no pressure to have three uh as we go through it, one more, one more may come up as you, as you, as you think about it. Okay. Gotcha. All right. All right. So here we go. Now, the way we normally do it on the show is uh, I give the guests the opportunity to choose who wants to go first. Do you want to go first? Do I go first? Uh, and, um, and you get to choose and then we'll, we'll start that. We'll start that process there.
0: All right, I don't mind going first. You want me okay. to just show the front first? Yeah, just show the front and then. Um, so that's my mask. I don't know if you can see that. All right. <laughs> right Good. There you go. There's a mask. Uh, it's perfect. And then my words uh, strong, funny, confident.
1: So okay. that's what everybody see. All right. Well, I'm going to go to the front. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just cover this one up with uh, something else so that I don't. Um, Let's see. Okay. So. This is the front. I'm using the card. This is one of the cards we use. So uh, the front of mask, can you see it? Let me see, get closer that mm-hmm. way. Okay, there we go. Front of mask and I wrote a uh, hardworking, serious and funny as a qualities that I uh, I gladly let the world see. So you wanna tell me anything about any of the ones on the front that stand out to you? Um.
0: I mean, they all kind of stand out because I, I, I think that like upon encountering me, that is, I guess, the most perceived qualities um, in regards to how I believe I let myself be seen, not necessarily how people see me. Like, I think it's a key difference because depending if I'm asking how people see me, those words definitely change. So, um, but I believe I display a strength Um, especially, you know, being black in Orange County, like, you kind of have to, like, (laughs) there's not too many of us out here. Um, Funny, if you engage with me, like, I can't take myself too serious, so I'm like, I don't expect nobody else to, Um, and then confident, it kind of ties into the same thing, it's just, you know, you kind of gotta walk it like you talk it, you know, so, you know, can't be, or you can't appear weak, you know, timid, especially, like, not even just because of the race thing, but like my size, I'm too big a dude to be timid. So, you know, it's it, it just, I carry that with me. Like, you know, like yeah. not necessarily untouchable, like, but it's like, man, you, you can bring that here though, you know?
1: <laughs> man, well, you know, I mean, I wrote hardworking, serious and funny, and I think it's definitely connected to this idea of working hard is, is, I mean, I work hard because I think I'm confident, but I also, I know that like, I wish I had more skills. So I I feel like I got to work harder sometimes than others to like get to the, you know, certain level, same level, you know? And so the hard working part is one of those that I really put a lot of energy and time in to like being dedicated to my work and trying to show up in other, other arenas where I know that our work will be kind of noticed because that's the world we live in. And serious is a part of that too. It's like, you know, this work is serious to me. I take it, I take it serious. I try not to take myself too serious, but I take the work so serious, right? Because it's like, I've been I've been building this thing for 16 years, right? And it's like, right. in my mind, we would be at a whole different level than we are. So I'm, I'm, I think I continue pushing forward around that. And funny, I just I enjoy, I enjoy laughing. I enjoy having a good time. Um, and that funny and serious are kind of like sometimes have a hard time balance, right? Because I think I'm more serious than I am funny even though I still like to be funny. Right. Nice. And so, and so uh, I think sometimes it's important that also with that I'm not funny when I should be serious because people are not taking what I'm saying seriously. Right. And that, mm-hmm. that can be, a, that can be interesting when you're, when you're a leader, like if you're telling your team and you're keeping it lightweight, but you're really serious and you're keeping it like more, uh-huh, they, they may not get that you're trying to make corrective action in their behavior, their, or the way they show up at work, you know, right. and that's really important. So those are things that I think are really critical to uh, to the growth. So that was a front. How was that? Easy enough? Uh, yeah, that was definitely easy. OK, so now we're moving to the back, though. Right. And, and you only had two on the back at that time. So here we go.
0: I wrote three, but okay. I'll explain my third one because it's tied to the first. So. OK. All
1: right. Start,
0: uh, sadness, anxious and then angry yeah um i'll explain the third one and how it ties into the first one is i don't know how to display sadness so it's easier to convert it to anger so a lot of times that emotion is misrepresented so my anger can be interpreted as oh he's mad all the time but in actuality it may mean that i'm sad or that you know i'm going through something but the only way that i know how to display that emotion or like yeah i it's just like with the excitement I can't it's real hard for me to show excitement or to display that emotion so it's like like this excitement then I seem more nonchalant but if I'm sad then I seem angry and it's like because it's just to me anger is a much better emotion to get things done. So it's like when you're sad you don't want to do anything you mope you know you feel down you beat yourself up but anger like I can get everything done being mad. So, you know, you know, I may allow myself sadness in my like, you know, my downtime, you know, you're in the shower or, you know, drive home from work or something like that. But, you know, for the most part, though, I'm like, I don't like to hold on to that. So it, it kind of just changes into the anger. And that's, you know, sometimes that, you know, that comes across in like my relationships and things like that. And it's like, it, it may not necessarily be because I'm mad maybe because I'm sad. And then I do, um, admittedly, I do suffer with depression. So a lot of times if I get depressed, is just, again, I, can, I can't, it's hard to be active in depression. So it's easier to be active in anger. So I can, you know, it's just a better funnel for me to get things done or to kind of like get myself out of that funk. But, you know, obviously it has its um, impacts on like the people I interact with, my loved ones how I respond to certain situations, et cetera. And then like anxious, I do suffer from, you know, well, I don't suffer from it, but I find myself suffering from like anxiety, you know, for different reasons, um, whether it be like career choices, um, relationships with family, friends, et cetera, or, you know, like trying to foresee the future or, you know, like just essentially like looking out for everybody else, but not necessarily Like taking care of myself and doing so and so then i become anxious because it's like there's things that i want to do but i know doing those things may not necessarily you know sit well with other people and so i'm like okay well i'm gonna look out for your feelings and then cast mine aside and now you know and then it ties back into that anger and then that sadness because i'm like you know it's a juggling act with these emotions and it's like all right so which one can i sit with today so that i can get through the day kind of
1: thing so yeah oh wow brother that was pr- that was beautiful and first of all thank you thank you for sharing that um i'm going to share mine and then maybe we'll just chat about them because i think that those you said some beautiful things in there that i think could serve a lot of men out there and a lot of young men out there and even a lot of people in relationships with with men out there um, so i wrote on the back um here we go so the back of mask i wrote sadness uh, fear of failure and uh, trauma and I think um, you know lately over this last several months I've been really tapping into a lot of the places like where a lot of those things come from that when they I don't usually let them see, show like I think in the last you know I joined a men's team I started ever or 16 years ago but 10 years ago is when I was joined my own team of a men and I realized Oh, there's a, there's a lot that I, that, that's going on, right? That I don't talk about because I'm usually with my students, with the young men all day, or I'm at work, I'm teaching, whatever. And where do you go and talk about these real things? And it wasn't until I saw a circle of 40, 50 men like taking off their mask, but before I was using the language about masks, but I'm like, wow, they're getting real here. You know, they're having real conversations about real stuff. Like, what? Where, where? I didn't even know this existed. This, is this possible? And you know, in the beginning, you're like, something's wrong. Something, <laughs> something's wrong here, right? Because if it's not used to, you're not used to it. It doesn't seem like it's like it, like it's normal. And I think when I began to like really trust that space, mm-hmm. it was like, man, where has this been all my life? It's a place where I could like talk about the fear, like talk about I'm working so hard, hard working, right? And a super fear of failure, right? And that, those are kind of opposites, right? right? If you work hard, then why would you be so fearful afraid failing? But I think it's because I have a deep fear of failing that I'm working so hard, right?
0: Definitely. That makes
1: sense. And I think that, you know, going off to college and like trying to figure out how to get out of there and then getting out of there and then getting a good job and then deciding oh, I'm going to go become a teacher, like that was a hard move because I wanted to be rich. You know what I'm saying? Like I had a vision, right? And I think that when I became, I think, I think so. There was something about becoming a teacher that made me work even harder because I wasn't going to be a financial success. Becoming a teacher wasn't gonna like make me feel really good about my financial well-being. It made me feel good about giving back and about doing the work. But I think that if I look if I was really just digging in, as I've been working on digging in, me trying to work so hard at, at teaching and at Ever Forward was like, I, I wanna feel like I'm making a difference somewhere, right? Because originally I just wanted to be rich. I mean, that was that was why becoming an engineer was like I love math, I love science. I'm I'm gonna be engineer. I'm gonna make a lot of money. I'm gonna be feeling great. Mm-hmm. And I realized that making the money w- didn't fix all the problems. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. that seems it seems odd for somebody who hasn't ever experienced it, right? You start you think that once you have no money, if you have money, now the problems are gone, right? But we, but we see many of professional athletes, stars, superstars who then get all the money and then no more happy and actually kind of create more chaos for their own life you know Mm -hmm. um in so many ways so anyway those are the three that that stood out to me and i wrote sadness as one and it's really interesting that you wrote um anger as a way to not to not show that thing right right (laughs) yeah yeah just just in your own like growing up or even now how do you do you see other um Men in your life, or men that you know, or just men that you witness, operate in the same way. Where you use anger as two ways: as one to just not deal with certain emotions, but also as a as a as a targeting tool to say, "Okay, let me let me move into action to do something about this other thing." Do you see other um, that happening in the lives of other men you know?
0: Um, to be quite honest, not really. Um, like I mean, like my older brother, like we. It's, it runs on my mom's side of the family and then it also runs on my dad's side of the family, the anger. So we've all, you know, had our bouts with that particular emotion but I think the way that I utilize that emotion is um, strictly my own. Um, whereas like a lot of family, you know, they get mad, they lash out, like whether it be, you know, talking smack to each other, leading the fights some things like that. Like, it's like, you know, you, you get mad, you react, it's over kind of situation. Whereas with me, That's not how I, you know, that's just not how I operate. Like, yeah, I guess it will require a lot of explanation because, like, my anger started from a child because, like, I would be, like, picked on and stuff. And so, but I was also a very emotional child, so I would cry a lot. And, you know, growing up, you can't cry. So crying then for me became, like, that was, like, a red flag. That was a danger. So it was, like, all right, Jadon is crying. You run like because he's gonna grab whatever he's gonna do what he's gonna try to get you right so like as i got older i just i matured in the sense that i was more calculated so i'm like you, you make me mad now okay i'm not gonna get you back right now i'm gonna draw this one out and then you know it's just but my payback was always so much worse and like way bigger than the original incident and it's so far after you've forgotten what you've done to me that it's like what did i do to you and it's like well. I remembered, and this is how I got you back. How do you feel about it, you know? So it was like, I was always that, you hit me once, I'm gonna hit you like six, seven times, and I'm gonna do it when you least expect it. So like the older I got, I think my anger, it started channeling into like being able to read people. So it's like, all right, I was picked on for like, what I guess people would say, like my faults, right? So I just learned to read everybody's fault. And how that manifested itself is, like, you ever turn against me, I'll use everything that I've learned about you against you. And I'll do it in the most harmful way so that you know never to cross me again. Like, and like, I don't know. Like, it it sounds terrible saying it out loud, but that's just how I was, you know? Like, so, but that's also that same thing that made me, um, I guess, vindictive was also made me like so loyal of a friend because if i let you in and i trusted you then you you know i had your back ride or die you know what i mean so like i don't know like that i don't it's too many different avenues when it comes to anger (laughs) (laughs) like it opens up so many different doors but i guess to kind of touch back to how it relates to sadness is like yeah, that same, that, that little kid that I was picked on, you know, it's like, oh, I'm cool. Like, you know, I was I was super friendly, you know, like I just wanted to be everybody's friend. And it's like, y'all messing with me and I ain't even did nothing to you. Like, right, right. why are y'all coming at me? You know? So then it's like, all right, now I got to defend myself. But, you know, I was emotional, you know? So I would cry. I'm like, this, it hurts my feelings. Like, why are you like this to me? You know? And it was yeah. just like, when people don't hear you, it's like, okay, you got to find a way to deal with that. And so, it created that, you know, that connection. It was like, all right, you get sad, get mad, it works better. So, you know, and and it's just kind of, it's always, you know, it's just follow me. And then the older I get, it's just, it's a more mature anger, I would say. So now, like I said, it's not so much about lashing out or like that quick snap of the, you know, it's like, okay. In my adulthood, after having a child, I, I, I try to let most things go. It doesn't always work. <laughs> it doesn't always work. I still find that I, I can still be pretty vindictive, even unintentionally. But it's like, you cross me. Okay, it's cool. You got one. <laughs> but you got one coming. So, like, <laughs> I'll be trying, you know, and I'll I, I work on it. But it's not It's not perfect. Not at all. But I would say that my anger has matured. And that's yeah. what I mean by, like, I use it as a driving force now. and. Yeah. I don't view my anger anymore as a bad thing. Like before it was like, oh, he has anger issues. He has anger problems. He needs anger management. Well, in high school, I enrolled myself in the anger management. The the counselor told me there's nothing he can do for me because I was too self-aware. I already knew all of my triggers. I already knew all of those things that made me mad. I knew where a lot of this trauma was coming from. So it was like, well, how can I offer you advice when you you figured out the problem it's just you got to figure out your response now you know so yeah and uh, oh, the older wow. I it, you know it's like that's that's just me trying to figure out that response like okay one well, it's twofold right because it's like one it's okay to be sad and my daughter is te- you know she teaching me that you know it's like you can be sad like and you know it's all right it doesn't make you weak and i'm not a kid so there's like who's gonna nobody's here to pick on me like and i'm 6-1 like who's you ain't picking on me like <laughs> i ain't got the same problems that i used to have like, like we like if you can see my shirt like try jesus don't try me because i fight Like, <laughs> like you know um so, on, it's a whole different breed, of <laughs> you know.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, you gotta send me a picture of that shirt so I can use it in the episode. That's <laughs> I great. That's priceless, uh, uh, man. I, you know, you everything you said was so powerful, and I've just been taking it in because uh, it's good to know this part. I mean, I, I wonder, you you were. As a young man in high school, I, I mean, I remember meeting you as a freshman. You were in my algebra class. You didn't even want to be in my algebra class because you, like, already passed this in the eighth grade. But since some tests didn't happen and they didn't give you the credit, I remember you were upset. And I'm like, look, just write it out, brother. Just write it out. I don't get to make the rules. I don't know what happened in eighth grade. But I remember us was having that first discussion. You were like, and I already did this stuff, you know? And I could see mm-hmm. the frustration in you, but I didn't – there was no way of – you know, there was no magic. At that time, it was like that – mandatory algebra you know blah 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 it was right and i was like i, I know you know this stuff but I, I don't know what to do but if you got to pass this class you can't just not do the, you know i remember all these times but one of the things i really you became the valedictorian at a school that had never had an african-american student period definitely not an african-american male as a valedictorian like that's that was beautiful that was beautiful and it was it, it was stunning, right? I mean, I, I knew you were a good math student, but I didn't really see you in other classes. I knew you you were a good guy and I knew that you were talented. And I think the first time you told me that you had a 4.0 was like sophomore year, right? I think it was like mm-hmm. you, freshman year, you never brought your report card to me. We, as our relationship began to connect you, I remember one you saying, Branch, you know, I got a 4.0. I'm like, what? You're like, no, for real. I'm like, show me. And then you whip out this transcript and I'm like, wait a minute, you didn't have wait, wait, stop playing. What's going on? <laughs> like you would have 4.0s ever since you started here. How, how did I know this? Right. I, Cause I wasn't really checking. I wasn't like, let me look at your grades. I was really just building connection with students, you know? So it was a very mm-hmm. different kind of relationship we had. I, I didn't, I didn't ever have to think I had to worry about you, but also I didn't know how amazing you were already doing. It. And when I found out I was so proud of you brother. And I was so like, let me ask you this, how did you navigate San Lorenzo high school a community where now, for those who know San Lorenzo High, there's two high schools in San Lorenzo. There's Arroyo. They're considered statistically, here, historically, that's the good school. And in San Lorenzo, it's a school by the tracks. They're the, the bad mm-hmm. school. Now, I never thought of it like that. But if you know people who live in San Lorenzo, that's the way they kind of described them. Right. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But you being there, because I think you actually live closer to Arroyo.
0: Yeah, I live right around the corner.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> how did you navigate San Lorenzo? And uh, maybe this is the only question I have, but just in... Accomplishing that amazing goal, right? I think valedictorian is hard at any school, right? But how did you navigate all of that while still keeping whatever you need to do with when your friend group? And then I think a lot of the friends you hung out with knew that you were, you were amazing and and you were very talented and smart. But how would you do it? How, how do you remember how you did it?
0: Honestly, well, because the school part wasn't ever hard. Like the doing the work, like I always had a work first, play later kind of mindset. So if anything, like, my my biggest fault sometimes was, like, getting bored. So I'll finish work, and then I'll distract others. Or, you know, like, I sometimes, depending on the subject, right, like, I want to help out, or I'll distract. And it's like, man, I'm bored. Like, what else is there to do? But my whole, I think, like, just going into high school, like, I just knew what an honor it was to be valedictorian, because it meant you were number one. So, and it was funny because there was um, I won't uh, disclose the name of the teacher, but there was a teacher who actually tried to discourage me from being valedictorian. There was like, it's not that big of a deal. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Valedictorian, you're number one in the school. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? How is that not like why? would As a teacher, why are you trying to discourage me from? like attempting or, you know, achieving this feat. And I think it was just, he was mad because I was beating out his favorite students. And I was like, you know what, for you, I'm gonna definitely get it. Like, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm gonna take your AP class and I'm gonna still get it, but watch. And that's exactly what happened. So, um, but no, um, honestly, like, so freshman year, I think it was like after the first quarter, like, you know how they do the, um, the little student recognition awards. I got like five and I was like, this is crazy. Like every, every <laughs> subject they was calling Jordan Hodges. And I'm like, man, this is wild. So that like kind of set it in stone for me. Like, nah, I gotta, I gotta make this happen all of the years that I'm here. So every year I had to make sure I was on that stage. Cause I, you know, I knew that I was making my mom's proud. Like, not necessarily this and my brother and my sister, but we all had our own paths, right? So like my brother, he his focus wasn't necessarily on the academic side. Um, my sister, like she had her own uh, issues with like her social circle and things that kind of prevented her from achieving what she could have achieved. But like I had my social circle. I had, you know, it's San Lorenzo. So we had our beef with people and everything like that. But I was just always able to like, separate what happens outside of school and my school work so it's like regardless of whatever beef we got you know who wants to fight this week because there was a point where it was like almost every week it was about to be a fight like so it was like that's separate from my school work though so it was like regardless like i I think i missed a total of three days of school like in my entire almost not let me not say that maybe like four like because I definitely was like absent once a year type. like um I, when I got suspended from Mr. V and my hat that made me mad <laughs> freshman year it was Desiree who got me suspended and that made me mad <laughs> but like it was just like I I enjoy school like I you know I used to sell candy that's how I paid for PSATs and you know, winter ball tickets and things like that. So it's like, you know, school was my hustle. Like, you know, some people went to school, you know, to like mess around. And it's like, I could do all of that. I can mess around. I can do my work. I can make a profit, you know what I'm saying? And then like when I got into acting and things like that, I'm like, and I can do stuff to have fun. So, you know, I just, I tried to make the most of that experience I think the only thing that I didn't do was um like sports and that's just because I I didn't care for a lot of people on the sports teams because of their mindset or what I perceive their mindsets to be um I wasn't really a fan of like that jock kind of mentality like we're better than you because we play sports so like that's why my group of friends were so eclectic because I had friends who were on those sports teams you know but our core group was so diverse you know and it's like that's how I like my life to be like it's like I didn't like to be like stuck in one thing or classified as one thing like I consider my group of friends the weirdos because while we were cool as hell we you know we was also hella weird but you would only know that if you were hanging out with our group you know so but I love them boys to death but they was my motivation too because I know that, like, within our group, like, we didn't have the most studious individuals, but it's like, it gave them somebody to look up to, you know, and it's like, I know that y'all can accomplish this because I'm doing it. How can I help you get here, you know? And with, like, very few exceptions, they all did really well, you know what I mean? Not saying that I necessarily influenced all of it, but I do think having a friend that was, like, gunning for this top spot, then it's like, yo, why can't we follow suit, you know? And I I think that kind of... You know like I, I had to i had to be the top because i needed to make all of these people around me proud you know like yeah. i wanted them to be proud like yo that's my boy right there and you know so Man, that's
1: amazing i want two stories i want to tell uh, one um i remember at your graduation so um i there's there's lots of years of graduation but i'm trying to remember yours in particular but i remember did you did you do a, a song a rap I remember you performing something. I'm like, what's going on here? What's what's going on? And yeah. I was, I, I'm <laughs> on the teacher's side. I'm looking at, I stood up in the aisle, like, I mean, the side aisle, no one could really see. And I was just like, I couldn't stay still. I was like, what is What's going on? What's going on? And, uh, and I also remember something even more really powerful is that one of your friends who didn't actually get to walk the stage, like, I remember the street on the side of Paramount theater we were all out mm. there taking pictures I remember a picture I took with all of you and I remember one of your friends didn't make it and um, but he was there celebrating with you all just like it was his you know and I think right. that um, I'll never forget that moment of like he he knew that he had to make some 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 adjustments to get himself to also the same place right but he he was there cheering you all on as if it was his own and that was that was really telling about there's friends that you created around you in that space, and so I, I was really honored to see that. Um, and there was another story I was going to tell, but that's the one that just uh, rang out as truest as for me right now. So, brother, I want to appreciate you. I, I, it, I, you know, these these like, this activity that we've been doing with one picture in six words. We have, a, we, have we set a big goal. Like right. it says right there, million mask movement. Like I'm I don't know how we're going to collect a million masks, but I do know that every mask matters. And every time I get to talk to someone and we're trying to build out this experience, um, this movement. So if you know any young men, men in your lives who you think could benefit from having a conversation around these masks, I think it's really just like us getting to know each other better know that we're all human and we mm-hmm. see the world sometimes in different ways. But because we get taught or trained that or believe that no, that no one really sees us and, and when we stop seeing each other, we sometimes perpetuate what's happening on the outside to us, to each other. Right. Right. So I want us to build a space for more young men and men to be able to, to find a safe space to take off that mask and so recognize, man, I'm, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one that turns other emotions into anger. And then they show up in a bigger way than they were supposed to because I didn't deal with that. emotion. And how yeah. do we do it in a way where we can help more young men find peace? and find safety in doing it the right way and in a healthy way, right? I, right. I think all emotions are, na- are necessary and they're all valid. But how do we navigate them? And um, if we don't have emotional language, then we can't deal with the emotions. One of, right. I heard one of my mentors say, if you can't name it, you can't tame it. You know, luckily, you went to the counselor. He was like, look, I don't know how to help you. You already know what the thing is. You got to figure out how to navigate it after it arrives. Right. Right. And, and how many young people don't even know what causes them to act out in so many ways some of them are just drinking smoking texting sexing it all the way because they think that's the, what's going to make it better but as soon as that wears off they're back into the slump again mm-hmm. and, and we just got to give them more language so that at least they know how they're navigating it and are you okay with that and if you're not okay with that then hey maybe there's some other strategies that you can use to navigate it in a, in a good way you know
0: definitely definitely
1: so, anything any last minute? I mean, this has been beautiful. I don't have anything more to say. I don't know if there's anything more you want to add. I'm, I am, I'm so thankful that you made time for today. I'm so glad to see you again. I'm very so proud of you, brother. And um, I look forward to, um, having a, a more conversations in the future about you know what you're working on and what you're doing, and also just how do we continue serving young people in your community? Because I imagine there's young people in your community who need to explore these masks and um, we're, the campaign is ready to grow as, as, as far as we can go.
0: Oh, yeah, no. Um, I mean, that's, that's, that's it for me, but I do look forward to, you know, touching base with you a little bit more frequently. Uh, you know, always anybody who asks, I'm like branch, that's my mentor, you know, like I'm trying to be like branch. So, you know, <laughs> I'm like, let's go ahead, you know, keep that uh, open line of communication. You know, however I can best help your movement,
1: you know, let me know. Thank you, brother. Well, we're going to be, you know, you I remember that tour that you gave our young people. When we had our college tour back when you were at Irvine and uh, one of those unforgettable trips that we got to have. And I look forward to when we can travel again back to L.A. and take our young right. people, come down. We probably won't take them to your new job, but we no. know uh, we will. <laughs> I ain't trying to get fired or anything, you know what I mean. But right. we will, but we will like let them learn on the outside somewhere about right. what's uh, what the, what's happening in the world, right? How yeah, are I can people... I can
0: give them some corporate. You know, I'm corporate HR, so I, I'll partake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But knowing that, also, they, there's an opportunity for them. You know, there's an opportunity for them if they chose to be in that industry. That plenty of people that don't like us are making billions of dollars from right and we are the consumers <laughs> mostly right exactly. and how do we how do we not be the only the consumers of a thing that used to cause us to be locked up for years and years for the as a whole nother webinar as a whole right. other conversation so we <laughs> we will come to that soon um brother thank you thank you for your time today not i look forward time. to seeing you soon and Folks out there, if you want to be a part of this movement, if you want to have a conversation with a friend, with somebody, a face-to-face conversation, go to our podcast. You can find us on everywhere where you find your podcast. And I hope that you will get involved. If nothing else, go make a mask and share it with someone else. www.100kmasks.com. 100kmasks.com. And uh, we look forward to you uh, being a part of this movement with us. Get involved. Um, and follow us anywhere you can follow podcasts or social media, Ever Forward Club. We look forward to seeing you all in the future. Thank you for being with us today, Ever Forward. Thank you, Jordan. No problem. Thank you. If what you heard today you enjoyed, if you've listened to this and you found something inspiring please like and subscribe this podcast. That's the best way for someone to uh, find this podcast, maybe like you did. Uh, Please tell someone about it. If you know, listen to some of our previous episodes, and if one of them rings out to you, please share it with somebody you know. Uh, We also invite people to join us in a face-to-face where they come together with another person to make a mask and talk about that mask together. There's short conversations, about 20, 30 minutes. So if that's something that's interesting to you, please uh, send us a message, send us in the comments below, let us know that you're interested in that. And we look forward to you joining the movement of the Million Mask Movement. And check out our new shirt. I don't know if you can can see it, but this is our new shirt, the Million Mask Movement. And so uh, we'll have these soon available, uh, but we look forward to you being a part of the movement and supporting our work. Uh, Please consider supporting the work that we do in Ever Forward and in the work uh, that we do in the Million Mask Movement. To let people around the world realize that they're not alone. Thank you.